And I think it's fair to say that the Prime Minister's had a bit of a Barry Crocker, hasn't he? He's had a shocker, because this week he tried this out. Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. You know, might be a terrific bloke, great Prime Minister, that's entirely up to you. But do you know people in your life who do that, who aren't suited to doing the kind of colloquial, everyman, ordinary bloke, Australian... Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. ...and find it falls so terribly short... Tony Wright is the uh, National Affairs Manager with The Age newspaper and has written a splendid piece on this very subject. Tony, I think I can say good day and struth to you um, quite comfortably this morning. How are you? Oh, strike a light there, Jeff. How are you? See, your voice... Stone the crows. <laughs> see, see, it works for you, Tony. You've got yeah, a voice... the raw prawn has grabbed the rough end of the pineapple, ending up a flame and get a galah. Yeah, see, now you stumbled a little bit because you tried to do too yeah, many, yeah, but... Precisely. That's the whole problem. Um, the Prime Minister, of course, stumbled because uh, nobody's ever actually said fair shake of the sauce bottle. They say fair, sh- fair sack of the sauce bottle. And, uh, of course, that was the interesting thing. The Prime Minister wants to be bold and almost a little bit Barry McKenzie-like, but can't say the word suck. Well, no, he's concerned about comparisons. But uh, <clears throat> he actually said it three times, of course, just to, to, to guarantee we all knew he was one of the cobbers. Um, and, and he also, of course, uh, threw caution fair to the wind and uh, referred to that uh, rather doer John Faulkner as Forks. Forksy. Forks. Not even Forksy. Forko. Forko. Oh, yeah, Forko or Forksy, that would have worked, but Forks. Forks sounds a bit uh, like a pommy bastard burdened with a first name like Sebastian. Really. <laughs> um, why did they do it, Tony? I mean, you could probably, we could probably broaden this out to. Uh, you know, Prime Ministers wishing to be seen playing cricket. And now, you know, certainly Bob Hawke was very good at it. Paul Keating was lousy at it. John Howard was very good at it. Kevin Rudd, a bit like John Howard, loves sport and knows the value of, uh, of being seen as a, an every man. But do you reckon there's an argument that says if you don't have it, you just don't have it? Well, I think there is. Um, I, you know, I, you don't want to make too much of this, but I think there are two things operating here. You've got a, a prime minister who's trying to give himself uh, another dimension to the uh, to the voters out there because he recognises that he's been seen as a bit of a dweeb, a bit of a uh, a nerd, a, a bureaucrat, a diplomat, bloke who speaks Mandarin, um, and needs to have the idea placed in the voters' minds that he's also one of them. Um, the question about that, of course, is. How, how to do it um, and sound authentic. And the other, of course, is that probably uh, there's notice being taken of this because a lot of, uh, a lot of people in the public are beginning to wonder if they actually know the, the real Kevin Rudd. Um, and, uh, I mean, the, the point about this, you, 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 you touched on it a few seconds ago. Of course, Bob Hawke could have get, got away with this, you know, a ah, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. A fair suck of the sauce bottle, he would have said. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, we all knew he was a bit of a larrikin and a uh, bit of a bloke who uh, used to go down the pub and have a few too many with the boys and, and, and uh, a knockabout sort of a, a character, as well as a prime minister and as well as a pretty uh, smart politician. We all knew that uh, uh, we could expect a bit of viciousness from Paul Keating and a bit of maudlin um, thinking out loud, um, a bit of sort of black Irish melancholia about him. And that sounded pretty authentic, uh, as well as his uh, brilliant uh, 
RT from time to time, and we we knew exactly what uh, John Howard was. You know, sort of a sur- suburban solicitor uh, pushed along um, by a, a wife who had a better ear for politics than even he did. Mm. Uh, but Kevin Rudd is still fairly new, and I don't think he's all that comfortable in uh, the skin that he's been given him by us, I suppose, as this uh, this bureaucrat, this sort of town clerk uh, running the country. And um, because he comes from Queensland, perhaps he wants to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm one of the boys too. I, you know, I came from, I went to Nambour High with Swanee. Um, <laughs> and and I, I know a bit about this sort of thing. Uh, and, and, and I guess the uh, argument, the Tony, is, 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 is it doesn't, it doesn't sound, off. yeah, and it doesn't sound like something he'd say when he's at a barbecue or in the privacy of his own home or any of those things. It's just a, it's an attempt. Now, we know this is no big issue, Tony, but it does strike at something that, that matters to a lot of people. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Do you, I mean, how good are you folks at it? coming up with that, that special phrase, the, the kind of phrase that Barry Crocker did so brilliantly. Listen, mate, I need to uh, splash the boots. You know, point Percy at the porcelain. I think he wants to go to the loo. Now, now that came naturally to Barry McKenzie, and it comes naturally to a good many people. Um, but I wonder, um, would it be better if the Prime Minister just stopped? Um, one thing he said today that I guess we should acknowledge, Tony Wright, was, was this. Well, I was having a dad and Dave this morning. It's a shave. And uh, picked up my copy of the Oz. I saw it was a George Megalogenus having a go at me, and I thought, fair crack of the whip. <laughs> and come the raw prawn with me, George. Or coming from Queensland, I'd say you'd get the rough end of the pineapple. Yeah, even then, Tony, he's trying hard, isn't he? Oh, he'd been practising overnight, no doubt about it. Um, and, and you would. I mean, it, it, it's a rotten job being Prime Minister when everyone's poking fun at you, uh, particularly when perhaps you've been sitting down with your staff and saying, well, look, how do I, uh, how do I change the, the public persona? Give them a bit of depth about me. And, and they've come up with this idea, well, why don't you uh, say, give a few colloquialisms? The problem here in trying to become one of the blokes and the Sheilas is that uh, Australia has changed quite dramatically since 1972, 73, 74, when uh, Barry Crocker was coming out so brilliantly with all those uh, uh, colloquialisms, some of which, of course, uh, were created for him by Barry Humphreys. Yeah, of or course. many of them. Yes. Um, and, and, and became part of the vernacular in a, in a bit of a tongue-in-cheek way for quite a long time. Um, I don't know how many people in Australia use this sort of terminology anymore. Um, I think probably we drop into it every now and again. But uh, Australia has moved on, and there would be people puzzled, quite puzzled, if they were to read the uh, the script from uh, Barry Crocker's uh, Baza McKenzie all those days, all those years ago. Although I must point out that, uh, that at that point, Prime Minister Gough Whitlam, no less, uh, made a cameo appearance in one of those films, uh, The Adventures of Barry McKenzie, and Barry McKenzie holds his own. Um, and he welcomed home young Bazza and his Aunt Edna after an excursion to Pommyland in Europe. And Bazza was impressed by the great goth, who actually did appear in the film. Yes. Uh, who's, of course, credited with dubbing Aunt Edna Everidge with the glorious title of Dame Edna. And uh, Bazza declared, I reckon the PM is that smart he could sell soap to the pommies. <laughs> well, how much would Kevin Rudd give for a moment like 
like that. Yeah. Uh, Tony Wright, just before we say goodbye to you, and I throw this open, I want people to come up with their favourite colloquialisms, their favourite piece of stride. And I, I like the fact your artic- article was entitled His Mandarin is Fine but Struggles with Strine. I want people to call us on 1300 222 720 and answer this question for us. Does it make us like our pollies more when they try this on? What do you think, Tony? That's the silence you're talking about. And, and, <laughs> that's, no, that's what I heard. Uh, when we when we try when we when politicians try this on, do we do we like them more for trying, or or should we uh, or should we just give a little bit of advice that says give it a miss, mate? Well, it's very hard to say. Look, Kevin Rudd is enormously popular and has been enormously popular as the polls uh, anyway uh, show it ever since he became Prime Minister, possibly because he's not not uh, John Howard, although at the start he gave every impression of being a, uh, a John Howard clone in many ways. Yes. Um, but uh, I think uh, we'll leave it to Baza McKenzie to, uh, to sum it up. He had a thing called the Rat Bag Song, which says, a rat bag is a sheiler or a bloke who's kind of funny but who never sees the joke. Tony Wright, a brilliant note on which to leave. Thank you very much. Tony Wright uh, writes National Affairs for the Age newspaper, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. What do you think? Margaret reckons it's because Kevin's got a sissy voice. Um, g'day, Jeff. Bazza has timing and delivery. Rudd's attempt at humour is so laboured. And Matt says C3PO is more ocker than Kev. He should go back to linguistic gymnastics and leave the everyman talk alone. If you've got some favourites that you'd like to try out, give us a call, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. 720 And just before you do so, uh, I was in Canberra a few weeks ago and got to go to the old Parliament House. I'd never been there before, and it, if you've not been there before, go. I know it's a museum of democracy now, but I got to walk into the old Prime Minister's offices, and they were the offices of, uh, of Bob Hawke at the time. Really unremarkable place. And in the corner, there was a television, and it showed a, a, a news story from about 1991. And it's one of these ones where um, uh, Hawkey's playing golf with George Bush and a leading Chinese official. Cameras are all there, dutifully there, watching George Bush hit the ball quite nicely. Uh, Hawkey goes, goes up to the tee and shanks his drive. Then he has another go and he turns around to the assembled media and says, how many of you bastards are from the Australian media? You better use the second shot or you'll be on the first plane home. And there was something about that that seemed fresh and very different to anything we hear today. Your calls up next. Uh, good day to you, Julie. Oh, hi, Jeff. I'm surprised I got on so quick. Ah, well, you get to on this program, Julie. What do you think? Um, I don't have a, a favourite colloquialism as such, but I was just wanting to make the comment that I think that Kevin Rudd, or anybody for that matter, is better off if they just be themselves in public, not try to be somebody who's not by using false-sounding colloquialisms that he might not use naturally. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree, although Christina says, what a pair of totally class-ridden reverse snobs you are. A reverse snob. Struth, Ruth, give an intellectual a go. And Roy says, fair crack of the whip. Hi, Ken. Oh, okay, Jeff. Still chuckling about hockey on the first tee. Yeah, it, um, was a div- it, was, it just showed up at such a different time, and it was less than 20 years ago. Relate to it. Um, just uh, on the family trip down the highway, um, uh, um, I noticed that when you know, I don't really want to use the word flatulence if, there, if an odour emanates from somewhere in the car. So I've found that um, asking if anyone's let Scruffy off the chain seems to do the job. 
<laughs> I think I think that's a really good one. Thank you. Right this, on. this is Gerald. Hi, Gerald. Oh, good morning, uh, Jeff. Look, I, I'm just wondering um, whether Kevin Rudd's not having a go at you, Blakes. I think he's being rather clever, actually. He's a very he's a very intelligent man. And ever since uh, I think it was Nicholson puts him in this ten 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 or something or other, and uh, have a go at him on industrial sites because he's has to wear safety glasses or a helmet or in the desert with his hair blowing, someone suggests it's a hairdryer. Yep. And now, of course, um, you're, all, you're all jumping over what you're saying. I think he's actually putting you on the stage, or, or you people in the, in the newspapers and the commentators, and uh, just listening to what you're having to say, really, and just actually getting a lot of attention. OK, I, I appreciate your call. I mean, I think his comeback attempt wasn't bad today, but I think we should always be uh, weighing up to see whether the joke works or not. Hello to you, Tom. Yes, I'd like to correct this other fellow you had on there before. When he said something about uh, fair suck of the sauce bottle, mm. now I've been around a year or two, yeah. and I have never heard that one. I've heard of fair suck of the salve. Yeah, fair suck of the salve. And uh, another one that gets up my nose is people say, cool, where the hell? What about okey-dokey or something like that? Come on, we are Australians. We're not a yank, are we? Okey-dokey. Okay, Jeff. Haven't heard okey-dokey for a while. Um, if there's something you haven't heard and you'd like to bring back into popular usage, what a good opportunity to do it. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Hello, Bill. Hey Jeff, how are you going? I'm good, thanks, Bill. Good. Um, two things. First of all, I think uh, this just brings into uh, uh, you said to the chap on the journalist about um, you know, Kevin Rudd sitting down with his minders. Yes. And you just picture the hollow men, hey? It's, it's yeah. all over, isn't it? Well, well, I guess it's this manufactured thing. Do you remember Frontline years ago? They got Mike Moore to back announce stories and say things like, "Hmm, troubling." <laughs> It, it's it's when you're seeing something that that we just don't believe, and the, and I can say this with all sincerity, it is just not fair, Dinkum. And I think in this country, when you offer up that kind of stuff, people don't like it. Morning, Russ. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Uh, a fair shake of the pineapple salve, I would imagine, Russ. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, it's no, no good. It's no good when we mangle our ockerisms, is it? No, no, they've got to be uh, got to be straight up. What have you got for us? Oh. How long have we got? <laughs> yeah, but some people like you, Russ, can just reel off a lot in a short time. Go on. <laughs> give us your best and try not to offend everyone. Oh, no, this, this is not offensive. I'm Go not on. here to offend. But no, I, I remember one fondly as a little kid when we'd say to mum or dad, what time is it? And they'd say it was a hair past a freckle going on for a wart. Very nice. Yeah. Is that well, it? We'd say, where are you going? And they'd say, there and back to see how far it is. Yeah, see, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, my, if Dad was going out, he'd say he'd go and see a man about a camel. Oh, oh, yeah, ours was about a horse, but the same thing. Yeah, and of course I believe those things, and I never, <laughs> and the camel never turned up, Russ. I never knew why. Hello, Dougal. G'day, Jeff. How are you going? Good, thanks, Dougal. What have you got for us? Well, sort of um, two things. Um, she'll be apples. Yep. Is always good, because that makes everything seem right. And the other thing I was thinking of, sort of I saw a, a skit at a, a camp one time, and there was four fellas on stage, and the only word they used was mate. Yeah. And that was everything that went wrong and everything that was fixed up, and mate just explained everything. So that's our best colloquialism, I reckon. Well, it is, and we on the Trials of Modern Life were talking about mateship last week and the fact that that word can be can be used so many different ways. Adrian, good morning. Oh, good morning. I've got a few that I've evolved over the time. Yeah, go on. Um, about as useful as a steer on a stud farm, about yeah. as useful as a condom in a nunnery about as useful as a Satanist in the Vatican, and if you wanted to describe someone as not being very good at organising, they couldn't organise a prayer meeting in a monastery, or they could not lead a bunch of drunks on a pub crawl. 
piss up in a brewery? My well, that's a bit crude. I prefer to be a bit polite. No, I, I appreciate that. I'm my sorry. Rejoinder, my rejoinder to those who apologise for politicians with the remark: if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. My rejoinder is, well, we're paying big bickies and all we're getting is a pack of weevils. Oh, terrific work. Um, I'll go to Peter in a moment. Let's finish up on this note today. Why not? Uh, and on the subject of Brittany, uh, Brittany's as welcome as a rat in a wedding cake or a fart in an elevator. Gary, thank you. And uh, Justin says, when I leave somewhere, I say, I'm off like a bride's nighty. Oh, we've heard that too. Uh, we, we like making references to dogs and, and lizards and dingoes and dongers, don't we? What an interesting race of people we are. Hello, Peter. G'day, Jeff. That Britney, she couldn't pull a bonk in a brothel with a fistful of fifties. I'll give you the tip. There you are. Now, uh, I was waiting for our Prime Minister, Mr Rudd, mm. with the sauce bottle to come out with Monty Python's classic, and that was, it's hotter than a monkey's bum in here, Your <laughs> Majesty. <laughs> oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. Uh, yes, mate, fair shake of the sauce bottle. Something very exciting has just happened. Sorry, sport, but point of established fact at the present period of time, me watch wrist has shaken hands with my wife's best friend. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce maybe the greatest of all Australians, Barry Crocker. Hello, Barry. Hello, mate. Who am I talking to? Jeff Hutchison's my name, Hello, and, I'm, Jeff. and I'm just part of the adoring throng. Messed up somehow through the agencies and you know my people will talk to your people and your people will talk to. Ah, oh, look, it Something. didn't it didn't matter. I'm so excited to speak to you now. Now, just have a listen to this. Um, you would have heard Kevin Rudd. On, of course. Yeah, have a, have a listen to this, Barry. Oh, fair yep. shake of the sauce bottle, mate. <laughs> Give it a score out of ten, Barry Crocker. You're the king well, of ockerisms. Yeah, no, I mean, look, obviously Humphreys is writing his scripts now, and, and Kevin reminds me very much of Barry McKenzie's twin brother, who was the Reverend Kevin McKenzie, uh, and I get a, a feeling that, uh, that that Kevin McKenzie might be getting in his ear a bit, so he never quite gets it right. He should have said, fair sack of the sav. I mean, that, that would have been much more prolific, I think. I yeah. think he's a bit upset about these, these blokes, you know, taking pictures of his missus, you know. Uh, you know, they're copping an eye full of a fun bag through the window of the, uh, you know, the aerobics joint. So I think that's, he's a bit upset about that. So, you know, I, I just reckon he should give, give him a knuckle sandwich and get on with it. You are a brilliant man. You know, I was wondering, all these years that you've been entertaining Australians, you became Barry McKenzie, you must get so many people just wandering up going, go on, Bazza, give us, you know, give us a mouthful, do that, do Talk about talk about having a vomit or going to the toilet. Do you get that yeah, a bit? A bit of a chunk. Well, I you do, but I mean, it's, look, it's it's always done with a uh, a feeling of endearment, and uh, you know, and I I really enjoy it. Now, there's a footprint in the sand. After all, it's you think about it. It's 35 years ago now when we made the picture, and uh, it's still relevant today. You know, they they keep re-releasing the uh, the DVDs on you know high quality, uh, you know, digital and everything like that. So it has something, those uh, those two little films. You do, know. You have, do you have a favourite Australian phrase, Barry Crocker? Uh, well, I, uh, I said, <laughs> it's too rude. It's, oh, oh it please. Bit, Are you sure? It's rude for the, uh, you know. Go on, uh, give well, it a go. Well, give it a go. Yeah, well, you know, because uh, I think it's, it comes out of a scene very quickly where, where, where he's talking to... Uh, to Dick Bentley, who was playing Cole the Frog in the second picture, you know, and, uh, you know, he talks about this girl that he was in love with, you know, and uh, how he felt, he said, and Baz Bazza says, how do you really feel, Cole? He said, he said, I would have walked over a mile of broken glass just to hear that little Sheila piss into a jam tin. 
That is brilliant. Barry Crocker, we'll leave it there, but you have, you've thrilled me and I reckon you've thrilled everyone else. Bazza, thanks so much for coming on the program. Jeff, it's my, uh, my pleasure and it's a shame we didn't get there earlier, but, uh, you know, as I say, my people messed up. No, brilliant. <laughs> Barry Crocker, thank you so much. The Morning Program with Jeff Hutchison. 720 ABC Perth.